When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. gentlemen it's monday and that means it's time for a spooky edition of the wrestling inc monday night raw after show and have we got a good one for you we saw diy make their return we saw uh sammy Zayn take on damian priest and we even saw the return of brett the hitman heart and jim the anvil Nightheart. it was a good one before we get into all of that good stuff, allow me to introduce the fellas. Well, I'm Jack Farmer, being joined by the legendary referee, Jimmy Corderas, and the incredibly great interviewer, Justin Labar. Justin, you just had a banger of an interview. Well, I, I felt that it wasn't enough to work with one Canadian in a week. I wanted to, <laughs> or in a day, rather, so I thought I'd, I'd double it up. But yeah, I did a fun recording this morning with uh, Adam Copeland. Uh, put out a uh, put out a clip earlier on on my Twitter account, or actually across all my social accounts. Uh, we'll continue to put a few more out before the full thing is released. Uh, it was great. I, as I said, to you guys, you know, in, in my 13, 14 years of working in wrestling media and podcasting, I, actually, I never interviewed him. Um, so it was kind of a, a big name to uh, be able to cross off a list and a great guy, great conversation. And it was his birthday, no less, and he gave gave me some time, which I really appreciated. Now, I think the big question, Justin, that I got to ask you about questions that you may or may not have asked Adam Copeland. Did you ask him about the blocking situation? Am I going to get unblocked? Did you did you address this issue? I did not. That was was a question. That didn't come up. We you know, it was about it was it was two down left on the list and we ran out of time. I just didn't didn't, (laughs) time limit draw. I got Matt Damon just left (laughs) off the show. Uh, Jimmy Corderas, how are you? What are you dressed up for us at Halloween this year? What am I dressed up? Uh, how, <laughs> simple, a referee. What can I tell you? I don't know. I was thinking, I, I do have the uh, the old. Oh my goodness, who's the the ha- the hair thing? Don from, King. Uh, yes. Uh, so I was thinking of putting that on, but uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't want to scare anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I got the headband on. I'm dressed up as one of the most influential influential wrestlers of our generation, Akira Tozawa, tonight. Uh, I didn't have his new pink headband, so I'm wearing the old red that he was sporting for a while. Uh, This is not very comfortable. I don't know how he gets through it. It's very itchy right now, but I'm going to fight through it. uh, No chance you keep that on the entire podcast. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's gonna... different. The, the less hair you have, the more comfortable it is. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll see if I can fight through it. But uh, yeah, it's it's actually a lot warmer than I'd expect just a headband to be. But it makes your real hair look like it's a wig. It looks like it's propping up your real hair. <laughs> that's the that's the thing. My real hair oh. is a wig. No, um, let's talk about some news. By the way, everyone, thanks for joining us here tonight. Uh, thanks. Uh, make sure to like, comment, share, subscribe in the chat. Uh, we got Jackira Tazawa. <laughs> Jackira. <laughs> um, so uh, let's talk about some news. Uh, Jerry Lynn uh, had some statements about what's going on in AEW. Uh, Dave Meltzer first said that plans that are happening on the show are finalized much later than they were previously, and at times, even on the day of the shows, some talent are unaware of what they're doing, creating frustration among the roster. Uh, Jerry Lynn then said on Twitter, uh, because wrestlers and God knows who else have and continue to leak info to the sheets, podcasts, etc. So Tony tries to keep things confidential. You wouldn't want to know everything before you see a movie. Anyone who leaks info is doing damage to the product and the industry. Uh, Justin, I thought this was great that Jerry Lynn sort of squashed this before it became a wild rumor that was spreading around. It, it was interesting that Jerry Lynn d d decided to speak out on this. I mean, look, there are, um, I mean, what's that line from the departed? There's more leaks here than the Iraqi Navy. I mean, like it, it leaking stuff, unfortunately, you know, is just kind of something that's just for the last 25 years, 30 years in pro wrestling. It just, it's just there when you have so many people involved, even if it's not intended, but somebody tells one person they think in confidence, and then you know have no idea who that person then knows or tells, and you know, the game of telephone begins. You know, so I mean, it's, I guess it's interesting that he would decide to speak up. It, there's there's a certain irony to to Meltzer being the one who is is is, is saying this. You know, when two of the EVPs famously have a move that they named after Dave Meltzer. Um, so I don't know. You know, if Jerry is speaking the truth, it's nice to see that perspective of, of no Tony's trying to keep stuff closer to the vest to try to avoid this stuff getting out. Uh, because before Jerry says this, then you do think, OK, like, is this just a case of just a lack of organization internally? Is this a case of we have you know, too much going on at once? Or, or is it also a case of guys and girls um, have the boss's ear too much? And so you're trying to appease everybody by, well, OK, this person wanted to do it this way. And, you know, so it. it, it Interesting that Jerry spoke up. Definitely a company man type of thing for him to do. Uh, but I still don't disregard that maybe there's still more uh, underneath the surface to this. Yeah, uh, Jimmy, you've, of course, been with WWE for years and years. So you've seen how they operate. Uh, is it pretty common for people to not know what's going on until the day of a, for a show? Uh, I, I wouldn't say it was common. Uh, but you would try to give them at least a little bit of a heads up. Hey, we're going to be using you at TV this week. You know, uh, we'll give you more details when you get there, that sort of thing, you know, as opposed to, Hey, here's what's happening a week before. Sometimes you do get that story being kind of told here. We're going to go this step, this step, this step, this step. But at the same time, you don't want to give out too much information there because again, you don't want to take a chance on it getting out. And and not that it was a big issue uh, that I recall, at least back when I was with uh, WWE, WWF in the day. But there are guys who like to get it out there, especially if it's about them. And, and if they're going to be prominent, some guys might accidentally uh, tell someone they know might leak it out. Let's put it that way. 
Right. It's it's I, I can also imagine and I've never been in this situation, so maybe this isn't the case, but I could also imagine if you're telling people certain things they don't like, you're just giving them extra time to come up with reasons and excuses and arguments to not do the thing they don't want to do as opposed to, hey, you're not going to win tonight. It's going on in 15 minutes. Good luck out there. Then they're kind of stuck. Yeah, yeah. The one thing that does bother me about the, the, the so-called leaks that get put out there is, you know, a lot of people nowadays saying, well, that's just an old school mentality way of thinking where you don't want the, you know, them getting out there ahead of time. Let's put it that way. And, and it's not an old school. It's like they said, do you want to go to a movie knowing exactly what's going to happen going in or whatever you're watching, you're watching a, a, a weekly television series and you know, next week, this is going to happen. So what entices you to want to see it? Do you know what I mean? Uh, it, the the old school guys, uh, let me put it to you this way. Um, I can't remember who, who was accused of it, but back in the day, I believe there was a wrestler's court where someone was accused of leaking info to the dirt sheets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I don't, I mean, I'm sure everyone has their reasons. I don't understand why people would do it. I obviously don't have the same kind of experiences as you, Jimmy, or a lot of wrestlers in AEW, or, or I guess all the wrestlers probably in AEW and WWE. But anytime I've known something in advance, the last thing I want to do is tell people what's going to happen. I say, watch the show. It's going to be great. I don't, I don't understand the logic, but I'm sure people have their reasons for leaking things to people. Um, Let's uh, let's get into this week's episode, though. As always, before we do, uh, thanks for everyone who's watching. Like, comment, share, subscribe, five-star reviews, all that good stuff. If you are lurking like Joe C., thanks for hanging out. Uh, but you can always feel free to say hello. Or if you're chatting in the chat like MDB999, Dylan Matthews, Ethan Cruz, Mike Martin, and Killer of Demons, Blue Chew, and everyone else, thanks so much for joining us. We're going to chat about a Halloween episode of Monday Night Raw and it starts kind of like every other episode of Monday Night Raw recently. Uh, Rhea runs through the Judgment Day's itinerary for the next week. Sami Zayn comes out, and he is heated. Judgment Day is about to beat up Sami Zayn, but Ricochet comes out and makes the save and single-handedly cleans house. Uh, we eventually get the ta- uh, or the match of Dom versus Ricochet, and it kind of goes how you'd expect. Ricochet does amazing things. Judgment Day gets involved and helps Dom get the win. Post-match, Ricochet is about to hit a top rope move on Dom, but Rhea gets him out of there. Uh, Justin, this beginning felt very um, the go-home show 101 opening. A a lot of this show was go-home show 101, and and sometimes that's the right call to do, and other times you're like, I wish we could just mix it up. But, yeah, I mean, you're, you're five days out from your matches, so, you know, you're not... No, no big swerve is going to come you're not going to introduce a new character you're not going to all of a sudden have a big character uh morality test or whatever i mean it, everything's here just to hard sell it uh so that's what i expected all this to open up uh, you know good promos by Rhea, good promos by sammy clearly as we'll talk about throughout the night here i i have to think that uh, hunter and company they have pinpointed where they want this judgment day stuff to go here soon because we really are so heavily into the leader stuff and, and really drumming up controversy is specifically between Rhea and priest now. And uh, so I, I like to think that, that there were, whether it's survivor series or whatever it is, they have circled something on the calendar and have an implosion in, in place. Yeah. It does feel like that is kind of reaching a boiling point. Uh, Jimmy, I wanted to um, ask you a bit about JD McDonough. Mm-hmm. Uh, he ha- does a lot 
uh, on this episode. But I got to ask, is he officially Judgment Day? Because they never really questioned his his part of the group, and he sort of just walked out with them throughout this episode. Yeah, it, I don't know if it's actually made, made official that he is. Yes, he is definitely a member, but he is aligned with them. Let's put it that way, at least. And even, you know, coming out at the beginning with uh, with Rhea and Dom, that that was interesting. The one thing that, that I found even more interesting was the beginning of that match that mm-hmm. started off between Dom and Ricochet. JD was ringside with with Rhea. Uh, Ricochet came out to help Sammy. Where was mm-hmm. Sammy for that match? Yes, I know later on he has a match against Damian Priest, but why wasn't he at ringside and he just left and left it kind of like a three-on-one situation, knowing full well that there could be some shenanigans? To me, that made no sense. It's you know when you talk about the little things that make sense and make you go, hmm, why why was he not there at ringside to try and even the odds to a certain extent? That that kind of bothered me a little bit. That's a great catch. I didn't notice that, but now that you say it, it does feel very like Sammy's like, thanks for the help, kid. Bye. <laughs> good luck. Yeah. Good luck with that. Maybe- good luck in your future endeavors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe, uh, Justin, is it possible that Ricochet is the good guy equivalent of J.D. McDonough? And they're like, yeah, you're with us, but you're not really. <laughs> well, maybe. I mean, I, the way I interpret J.D. is that he's, um, you know, like you would for a fraternity. He's still pledging. You know, he's, he's on temporary status. He's not yet been approved. He's still a lackey. Um, one thing, I, I, I mean, it's a great catch by the referee who, who, would, who would be the one to catch that. Um, and I'm trying to think, trying to think of, a, of a reasoning or justification of why they would, because I would I, I, that, that seems kind of ridiculous that that would slip past everybody in quality control uh, maybe i'm i don't know like you know i don't maybe i don't even know if sammy's gonna be it, it, sammy doesn't have a match at crown jewel and he doesn't normally travel to saudi arabia does he so maybe maybe it was like i think you know, he is this i think yeah is, he's uh doing the um i think they said tonight J, he's gonna face jd mcdonough in the uh pre-show hmm. oh wow okay all right well that's I mean, that's that's i may be mistaken someone in the chat let me know if i'm mistaken but i could have i could have swore i saw that as a graphic if that's the case, then totally. I, then I have I have no answer to why that would have happened. I, that would have been the only thing I could think is like maybe they don't want to like continue to further snowball his involvement in that particular storyline because if he's not going to be around Saturday. But if he's going to be there, then all right. And one thing I do want to make sure I mention, and and Jeff, I, I want to make sure that uh, we didn't forget it. I I, I was going to bring it up, uh, Jimmy. I'll, I'll send this one to you. That promo from Sammy just mm. fired up, and it. At first, it felt very much like like Rio was at like a five. Like it was a good promo, but she's like at a five, and he came in at like a twelve. Like he right. he came in heated. Uh, talk to me a bit about Sami Zayn, really like laying it out there tonight. No, you're absolutely right. There was a passion. There was involved investment in everything he said, and he didn't hesitate. You know, when you sometimes stumble and you're trying to think about your words and how you want to say something and how you want to present it, he didn't hesitate for a second. It flowed naturally. It felt like it came from the heart, not from the head. You know what I mean? It, it, it was wonderful. It came off really well, and it just proves that Sammy is uh, becoming – whether it was there the entire time and we just didn't have an opportunity to see it. We saw it tonight that he is one of the best talkers out there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and for, the, for those, for those in the audio th- or that, that aren't seeing the screen, yes. Uh, chat rooms confirming. Yeah. He, 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 you're right. Jackie has confirmed. And yeah, he did go to the last Saudi show earlier this year. So I stand corrected. So it, it, it does seem interesting that someone of that caliber is going to be on the pre-show, but I guess that's just what happens when you have a, such a stacked roster like WWE has. Like, I mean, again, we, we've talked about it before. It 
it's just an embarrassment of riches how many incredible talents WWE has uh, right now. Um, but uh, we move on, and I do actually. I, we'll just throw this in here and uh, kind of talk about. It. Oh, throughout the course of the night, there were a lot of video packages for a lot of the uh, competitors, particularly the women in the uh, match facing Rhea Ripley. Uh, Justin, I love these video packages as a way to just remind us who people are and what they're doing. I kind of have a feeling a lot of these people are already flying out or there's something along those lines, which is why we got so many video packages tonight. Uh, but uh, I thought these all came off great and made everyone look like a threat. They did. I mean, it, it, we always say it. It's it's one of those production things that WWE does better than anybody. And quite frankly, um, with most of the women they did it for, for the Fatal Five-Way, even for Shinsuke, who they've been doing it now for weeks now, more often than not, unless you have a game changer of a person on the mic, right? More often than not, what you can edit together for the you know these thirty to sixty second packages with sound bites and visuals and and music and and just the entire mood, you're gonna that's gonna do better than what the talent's probably gonna do with a live mic in front of potentially a live unruly audience or a quiet audience or a what what you know so I I, I like this I like this approach they did tonight for for all the ladies involved in the Fatal Five I like the uh, and also you know, as we'll talk about Drew and some other people. Again, what they can do editing and they have control over the sound bites and the visuals, that's the way to go. And, and, and again, going back to ladies, when you have five competitors and we already had all five of them do that unique contract signing last week. So what are you going to do that's not a repeat of that? So this was a good way to sell the match, uh, sell them, but, you know, d d do it and, and, and get in and get out and have control of it. Yeah, Jimmy, the, the power of these pre-recorded things, to Justin's point, is great if you have someone that maybe isn't as great on the microphone in front of a live crowd. And I think also just the visual of someone saying, I'm the most dangerous you know, wrestler in the world or whatever, as we're seeing clips of them beating someone up, it's just a great, it's a great way to make me go, oh yeah, this person, regardless of maybe what their recent win-loss record is or whatever, makes you go, oh yeah, they are a dangerous person. Right. And, and like Justin said, nobody does it better in this industry than WWE when they put those video packages together because they're very good at getting you as I can't express it enough, getting invested in the person as opposed to, yes, it's cool to say, oh, this is going to be a good match. I can't wait to see them in the ring and going at it. Yes, you want that as well. But at the same time, it's the person you get invested in, whether you want to see someone win or you want to see someone get their their butt handed to them or whatever the case may be and that's what these videos do they make you interested in the match and in the people involved in the match and again i hate to sound repetitive but wwe does it and, and I hate to sound like the homer the guy well here he goes you know but they do it better than anybody no it's reality they, they yeah adam panucci and those editors there they could they could take the three of us and make us seem like the three most deadliest competitors for Gunther's Intercontinental Championship. <laughs> they have the ability to edit sound bites and visuals that you know we could be number one contenders if they wanted us to be to their audience. This is the nerdiest thing I may ever say, but I would love to see their um, the way they file and like store the clips that they know they're going to use, so that when it's time to make a Shayna Baszler video, they can pull those and make that. Because I know they don't just go, well, what matches should we look at and like start looking through matches i know they've got like a file or a a system in place so they can pull those quickly uh, uh, jack I, I can't tell you because I've, I've spoken to people who have worked there who who have had a hand in what they call logging so logging the video archive and i can't tell you that the it is pretty meticulous 
the metadata that they keep of what it's titled, but then where it took place, when it took place, other people that are in it, like the amount of tagged data they have. So if they are, so even if it's like, okay, like obviously it's, it's, it's a go-to if like you're, all right, we're looking for Shayna Baszler video. Let's find Shayna Baszler tapping people out. But even if it's like they're creating something that's not related to a superstar, they're creating something that's like for some other campaign and they need a certain type of, of video and visuals. They have a way to find it through the way they log. It, it, it is pretty crazy um, how they log it and, the extent of which they have video backed up. So in case there was ever a fire or a bomb went off, they have, they have repeat copies stored in different ways. It's awesome. Jeez. That's so it's, it's gotta be. So the architect of whoever put that together is, it must've been so incredible, but yeah, it's to, the way they make those videos is insane. Um, but as we move on, though, we got speaking of someone who got a little video package, the Creed brothers got a hype video package to show us who they are before they faced the Alpha Academy. Uh, very athletic matchup. And Otis got the crowd very behind him throughout this one. It breaks down as Ivy Nile suplexes Akira Tozawa and the Creeds get the win. Afterwards, Alpha Academy lift their hands uh, and give them a little bit of love there. Uh, Justin, my big question for you. Was this a big win for the Creeds or a big loss for Alpha Academy? It was a big win for everybody. Yeah. Everybody. This was a great uh, a great rollout of the Creed Brothers. Uh, a better 2023 version of the Body Donnas <laughs> of, uh, <laughs> uh, of the two guys uh, you know, touting their strength and their fitness and then having the the, the girl in between. No, this is really, I mean, the, the, the Creed Brothers presentation was well done. I thought the rollout of um, the, the NXT stars, but I mean, again, let's be real here. There's more people that are watching Raw significantly that are watching NXT. So this is a, there's a lot of first impressions going on here, and everything uh, from the entrance to you know being the one brother on their on their knees and then coming to a stand while having their opponent in that vertical suplex. I mean, shows a power. Yeah, you know, I mean that, that that that's the stuff that you don't see any other act doing. So that's going to stand out right away. Um, and but then good on everybody that matches over and they did the handshake that told that told the audience it's okay to cheer for both of these guys both of these teams they're both good guys they're both you know all the babyface you know traits you want uh, I, I thought this was i'm not going to quantify it and say it's the best one ever but this was one of the best i can recall um just call-ups from nxt mm -hmm. uh just the way they handled this I felt for a while the Creeds were just like, they feel like they've been ready for the main roster for a long time. Of course, uh, Jimmy, whether it feels like they are or whether they actually are is always not, we don't know it until we see it. So my question for you is the typical one. If you'd never seen them before, did what did they do for you tonight? The Creed brothers, that is. They got you interested and nicely done with the video package before the match. Thank you, because there might be not everybody watches NXT, let's be honest. And there could be people who see them for the first time. And for a first impression, they made a hell of an impression. And that's what you want to do with that. And a lot of that, uh, the applause goes to uh, uh, Chad and Otis, because, you know, in order to 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 go over like that, the others, the other side has to be able to help get you over as well. And they got. They got each other over, so to speak. I hate to, mm -hmm. I, again, I hate to sound repetitive, but that's it. It's, it's, it sounds simple, 
but it's not. They did it so well. It looked simple. And the crowd at first was, you can tell, they were kind of like, okay, let's, what do we make of this team? But by the end of the match, they had them. And like you said, they were cheering for both, especially after the handshake too. Yeah. The, the thing about NXT 2.0, or I mean, I guess they always have it. Like they just have, I, I don't know if it's their, that NIL program or whatever, but they just have super athletes in NXT. And these guys, the Creed brothers are, I mean, everyone's a crazy athlete. Like you, you have to be such a good athlete to make it at that level in the WWE, but like the Creed brothers and some of the people they have there are just like, like it's like the, that suplex holding him while he gets up off of his knees is insane to me that he can do that. Um, but Justin, this is the question I've been wanting to ask all night long. This is something that really kind of stuck with me here. Ivy Nile suplexed Akira Tozawa. Is she the biggest heel in all of pro wrestling now? <laughs> Only in your world. <laughs> <laughs> Only in your world. How about Tozawa getting an advertised match for next Monday? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know how that's going to go for him, but we'll see. <laughs> Still, it's better than nothing. <laughs> yeah, I see. He's, not. He, he's making the most of his minutes. Absolutely. All I got to say is the louder you've been getting every week, the more TV time he's getting. So I don't know. What's yeah, maybe there's here. a, maybe there's a correlation there. Somehow. Maybe hmm. let's maybe. go Akira. We got this. <laughs> I think, I think Jack's the leak in he's, WWE right now. I'm the, I'm, the, I'm the guy. I'm the guy. He's the, he's the iceberg that's hit the Titanic right now. Everyone, <laughs> no one would have guessed it. I'm the, uh, the inside mole for, uh, everyone talks about, you know, these uh, podcasters are shills. Yeah, I'm the guy that has them in my pocket. You didn't know that, did you, folks? No. Cue, the, cue, cue the clip of, it was me, Austin. <laughs> it was me all along. Yes. As I take the, I take the, uh, the, ba- the, the headband, headband off, off and I look the same. <laughs> it's like the reveal of a Scooby-Doo bad guy. You just completely rip your entire face off of him. And I'm just a man. <laughs> no, you're, you're Kira Tazawa. I'm a Kira Tazawa. Like, 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 like Dylan Matthews says, Trips listens to Jack Farmer. Jack's got him on speed dial. So. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we got a super chat from Nightmare Knee. Thank you so much. Uh, good to see you. Come back, Nightmare Knee. He says, been a while since I caught you guys live. Just wanted to show some love. Nightmare Knee, thank you so much. We appreciate the support. Yeah, thank you. I, I, I recognize his name. I remember he's been yeah. uh, a longtime supporter. Hey, by the way, I'm just going to address this, cause I, and I know both of you guys saw this too. I, I, I Thank you to everybody who's tweeted at any of us about um, – your love for this podcast and about if you've asked us why it's not on Spotify or app or wherever, whatever, wherever you get your podcast, if it's not there at the time that you've been accustomed to just throwing out there, we record like we're doing right now and everybody can be part of it live after we're done. It's out of our hands. So yeah. it's not like any of us are, we're not sitting around BS and talking about Akira to <laughs> or something else. It, it's out of our hands. It's a, it's a workflow of different people. And um, so uh, hopefully it, they, they, they can get it, back to the time that you that you've been accustomed to but we thank you and stay loyal and stay patient yeah yeah and we appreciate we did run it up the flagpole so hopefully it should be uh fixed going forward we'll see um miss tv happened uh went for an interview with gunther but kaiser and vinci come out instead and try to make fun of the miz but the miz makes fun of them and then gunther comes out and says he doesn't respect the miz things get physical and the miz walks away Later, Miz wants an IC title match, but so does Bronson Reed. Uh, eventually, we find out there's going to be a four-way match for the title shot. Uh, Ricochet, Bronson Reed, Ivar, and The Miz. Jimmy, uh, this segment to me, we've, we've, always, we've praised The Miz on this show many times. This what appears to be a turn for The Miz, and the way he handled this to me tells me that this might be something... That even though he's already probably going to go into the Hall of Fame, 
might be game changing for how we look back at his career. It's, it's very interesting that coming out of that situation and that interaction with Imperium and Gunther, especially that Miz came off the baby face here and mm-hmm. everybody, you know, it's hard to picture that after all these years of listening to the Miz and his getting under everybody's skin and being so great at it. He's been able to do it throughout his entire career, get people to want to see him just get it handed to him, so to speak. So to see him go in a different direction and come off sort of like a baby face, but at times kind of still have that hint of uh, misology <laughs> coming out of coming out of his mouth into the microphone. It's still there a little bit, but more kind of like the, uh, I don't want to say like Austin, like, but more like mm-hmm. a heel, a baby face who's acting kind of heelish at times, but uh, the yeah. crowd was behind him big time, which shows it's kind of working. Yeah. yeah. The, 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 the crowd was behind him. Um, the the crowd was behind him. He he is one of the best decorated IC champions of the recent era. The Miz is. He did deliver good a good retort and response to Gunther and Imperium. All of that said, like I, like all of that makes sense, and also I like the Fatal Four Way. I like the four competitors that they're going to have vying for the next IC number one contender. But <laughs> the Miz is such a he, he's arguably the best heel they have. He's such a natural heel. Don't take that fastball away from him. We've seen him, we've seen them try to do babyface Miz and like like for long term, for like for like you know, months on end, and it's just I, I don't think it runs well. So I, I'm kind of hoping that like okay, like if, if he is the person that does become if he's the one that wins the fatal four way, if he is the next, you know, PLE uh, opponent for Gunther for the title, yes, I get that like he can be the, the guy that the audience is going to cheer more than, you know, more than they're going to cheer Gunther or Imperium. But like, I, I don't want this to be like the long term change of we're moving Miz to the babyface side of the, of the of the yard because I just don't think that's where he's best suited. Miz will be best suited if they want a babyface run out of him. When Miz finally decides to stop being a full-time competitor, he's probably he's probably the longest tenure full-time guy they have. You know, right? There, I mean, him, yeah. Kofi. I mean, you know, whenever Miz decides to take his well-deserved retirement and time off and a couple of years away, if he comes back and does kind of like what Cena does, and if he comes back and does like a little bit of part-time tour, hey, we need you for this mania scene, whatever. He could be a face then because because absence will make the heart grow fonder. The audience will appreciate him. He can come back and then he can be the guy who uh, stands there and gives a little reality check to whoever the young bunk young buck punk there is who's trying to be the new version of him. That'll work then in the in, in the in the retirement tour. But he's still not there yet. As for as long as he's full time, he's one of your best most reliable heels. Don't take his fastball away. I uh, I don't know. You know, you you you've made a point, a good point about the the previous attempts, but I don't know. I'm kind of jazzed to see him take on some bad guys and maybe do some of his underhanded tactics or snarky comebacks to some of the guys who are used to giving the snarky comebacks. So I mean, I know there's comparisons and I'm seeing them in the chat. I don't I don't want to make a comparison like an MJF because I feel like right. that gets taken the wrong way. Um sometimes I feel like they get compared unfairly. Uh but I, th- I, th- I don't know. I think it could be fun to see him 
doing his some of his Miz bits against guys like the uh, the Gunthers of the world or uh, the Judgment Days of the world. Yeah, it, yeah I, I I I get what Justin's saying, but at the same time, if this were to happen, Miz is the kind of guy that can make this work. He is that good. Let's put it that way that that he can make it work and maybe make it a big swerve. After a little while of, oh, he's got the people on board. And all of a sudden, hey, there you go. Yeah. You know what I mean? In, in true Miz fashion. So uh, hope, we'll see where this leads. But he's got me thinking that he can be that baby face. But almost like you're almost anticipating if he does do the baby face thing. Okay, when's this going to end? It can't go on forever. And and I also sorry to, to to keep going on here. I also like the fact that tonight they did a hell of a job making the Intercontinental Championship feel that important. That's the Intercontinental Championship might be the number two championship in the company, even though we have another world title. I don't know that. I feel like whoever beats Gunther, that's a that's going to be a big. Deal. I don't know. I'm not betting that. I don't think Miz is going to beat Gunther, but uh, I I. I, don't know, I think some good things could happen. I'm, I am more excited to see who dethrones Gunther than I am who dethrones Rollins. And maybe that's part of it's because I think it should just be the money, the bank holder who's priest. So it's not maybe as much air of mystery, but yeah. I, I'm kind of with you, Jack. I Roman reigns is that champion. Love it or don't love it. The fact that he defends or doesn't defend you know, at the rate that he does. But I mean, you can't deny the status that he's got that title reign too. But then after that, I mean, Gunther, how do you? I mean, I, I'm I'm more intrigued of who is going to be the one that dethrones him. I, I you know I may actually be more intrigued with who dethrones Gunther in the sense that I mean it's going to be bigger when when Roman Reigns loses the title, obviously. But I feel like we know it's down to like a couple, like one or two, maybe three people with Roman Reigns. With Gunther, it could be anybody. You know what I mean? Like we have an idea of who it might be now, but we have no idea how long this will go. We have no idea who could jump into contention. Like, I, I think the field is so much wide, more wide open with Gunther. So it makes it so much more intriguing as opposed to a Roman Reigns where I'm like, it's probably Cody. Maybe it's someone else, but it's like a, you know what I mean? Like it's, I yeah, don't know. With, with, yeah, with Roman Reigns, it's like, it's Cody, it's The Rock or it's LA Knight. And, and, and when I say LA Knight, I don't mean this Saturday. I mean, probably down the road. Yeah. I, I think right now in life, those, you know, Cody and LA Knight because of there and then, the rock is never going to be out of people's minds until you know, but, yeah you know but yeah but with Gunther with Gunther it's it's interesting because it's like we, he's a heel so you're looking for a baby face Chad Gable was the last baby face that like they had people rallying behind and obviously he came up short so now it's it's like you know like is the Miz the guy they're going to have that would stop that a guy who's held the IC title 8 times previously is Ivar yeah. who's been in, who's been impressing people who we've talked about on this podcast in the past? Right. Are they going to go? Let's let's Frustrate. give a huge rub to an Ivar who's going to be a single star for the next year because his partner's out. Like, do you go that route? I mean, Bronson Reed, you know, of course, who's he's in, but Bronson's a heel. So is that weird to have a heel dethrone a heel? Like, I, you know, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I mean, maybe you go not to go too far in a fantasy book. Maybe you go Bronson Reed wins it, and then you move on to Bronson Reed versus The Miz as the next program mm-hmm. for the IC title, and then Gunther goes off to. I, I would not- even. I would. I'm so sorry. I would not no. for this historic reign that Guther has. I would not have a heel dethrone him. I just think that would right. be a waste. That this this is kind of like on a smaller scale. What what Romans is going to be? What Taker streak was going? What Taker streak was? It is like an inheritance. Yeah, it is an, an inheritance, but it's not cash. It's, it's 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 in the name of a rub. This is there to make a babyface's career. Right. So. Man. 
I cannot wait to see Akira Tozawa become the IC champion. That's, that's why I thought maybe LA Knight was destined for that position as opposed mm. to the Roman Reigns thing. Because uh, I'm just worried that uh, uh, this sounds a little off topic, but since we brought up Roman Reigns and, and his match Saturday at, at Crown Jewel, it just makes me worried about where this leads because I don't see uh, LA Knight dethroning Roman Reigns this weekend. So uh, uh, Agreed. It, and whatever finish they do, they have to – they have to just great train robbery LA Knight. Right. To to keep him as a contender if they want to do the match again. Right. Yeah. I'm sure there'll be shenanigans, but yeah, I don't I don't think that LA Knight's gonna get the win. Hmm. Um, but we got a uh, speaking of uh, Gunther, uh, we had an Imperium in a matchup against a re- reunited DIY. Uh, it's a good one, and DIY gets the win. Uh, Jimmy, at what point does Gunther have to snap on these two? I feel like they let him down every week. Well, it looks like it's going to be Vinci who gets snapped on the most as mm-hmm. the guy who's been letting him down as he was the victim of the pinfall in this one as well. But, uh, it, you know, it, it's the, here they go with the can they coexist that just seems to be happening with too many groups right now. And you're, you're, you're waiting for the, um, the other shoe to drop, so to speak, with, with Gunther. You know it's going to happen sooner or later, but uh, I think Vinci is the guy who gets drummed out and fairly soon, let's put it that way. And and appreciation to Vinci, respect respect to Vinci. The bump that he took, which led to the to the pinfall, he goes up on the top rope and takes a moonsault. He doesn't does a moonsault where his opponent moves, so he's not coming down and having his fall broken by his opponent. He is coming down and just taking a face bump on the mat after having got that. I mean, and it looked like he did maybe ring his bell a little bit. Hopefully, he's okay. That is a that kind of seems kind of you know it's sad that we're all so conditioned with all the things we see on on WWE and AEW these days. Uh, it doesn't seem like a spectacular bump, but it really is that he does this moonsault and it just eats it. Um, so uh, appreciation to him uh, and respect to him for for that bump, which led to him to his pinfall. Yeah, I'm sure that did not feel good. I I, I want to ask you though, Justin. DIY, new music, matching gear. Are you excited for the the reunited DIY? Are they doing it right? First, small steps are good. I mean, they're they're. I my one of my notes were they're and I and I love both of them individually and 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 worked obviously extensively with Johnny early in my pro wrestling career. I love both of them, but as it stands now to WWE to the to the audience, they are far better and more compelling together than they are single stars. Yeah. That's not because they can't be compelling as single stars, but the way they've been presented and what they've done and, you know, being on TV or an injury, take them off, whatever, you know, all the circumstances of life as a pro wrestler, they are just stronger together than they are single stars. So build them up together. Um, there has It looks like there's been some concentration to build the tag team division back up. So that's good. So let them be uh, built up and be a, a player in a rejuvenated tag team division. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, we got another video package. We alluded to it a second ago, uh, or a little bit ago, Shinsuke Nakamura, another one of his cool promos. Uh, Jimmy, I got to ask you though, um, is this, now we know he's going to be facing Akira Tozawa next, but he's been asking week in, week out, who's my next victim? Who's my next victim? Is he starting to sound a little bit like, uh, Alistair Black back in the day saying, pick a fight with me. If you recall those promos, we'd always be like in the closet, like who's going to pick a fight with me. Who's going to pick a fight with me. And no one did is. 
kind of feel like we're getting a little yeah. into that yeah. world. Well, I didn't make that correlation myself personally, but I am enjoying the, the fact that, yes, at times it can be frustrating trying to read the, the closed captioning because, but it works in this case because it's so different. It's nobody else is doing it. So it feels special. And for him, uh, according to the uh, translation, who is going to be the next sacrifice? Mm-hmm. It, it's it's the interesting choice of language as well. Is it, it it doesn't sound like he's um, chasing a title at the moment. He just wants to be dominant, mm-hmm. and and that's that's the other thing. Okay, Akira Tozawa, it's an interesting choice there. But uh, you look further down the line. Who's after that? Then who's next? Does he build up towards a Seth Rollins again? That's the thing. You know what I mean? He had his moment with Seth Rollins. Where does he go from here? Right. Good question. Uh, Justin, any thoughts on uh, Shinsuke Nakamura? Well, yeah, I love the promos. These promos and, and the subtitles, they're, they're, they, they just come across way better than anything they've tried to do before with him. So I'm um, fine with them. Keep going. There is you do run the risk of getting too repetitive. Eventually, we have to give some kind of uh, answer or you know a progression to these promos. Um, I, I I think it could go any any matter of ways. I think you could have you know speaking of Tazawa, Tazawa was associated with Gable. I mean, you could have something like Chad Gable. You know, if you're again as we've talked about, we're all fans of Chad Gable in this podcast. If you even have it in your plans in 2024 to try to push Chad Gable as a single star, you know, and try to whatever, you know, then, uh, you know, a, a win against a Shinsuke or something like that could be a way to go into 2024. So I could see something like that. I could see something, you know, like uh, an NXT star comes up and answers. And Shinsuke's getting heat. He's he's a heel. So if you wanted to enter, once again, introduce a new baby face from NXT, maybe that's the way you go about it. Um, I don't see anybody returning. I mean, really... In terms of the return watch, Randy Orton's like the biggest name out there that we are all waiting for that we think's coming back. But I think no disrespect to Shinsuke, but just look at look at usage on the card. I think that I think coming back to answer Shinsuke, who's next, would be a little bit beneath Randy. Quite frankly, it mm-hmm. just wouldn't be the way, best use of him. Um, so yeah, but but but, but I like all the stuff. I like these promos with Shinsuke. I think they, they 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 hit really well. He comes across he comes across the, the, the best the best he has ever with the subtitles with his facial expressions uh the music everything it, it all ties together it, it, it fits so keep going you know i like what you mentioned about uh chad gable and possibly a singles uh run there next year it makes a, the idea of the creed brothers coming up diy getting put together make a lot more sense if they think that one of their anchor tag teams in alpha academy mm-hmm. may be out of that division also now that the usos are done yeah. uh bringing in these new tag teams it starts to make a lot of sense why you would want to put diy back together well and it feels like alpha academy's kind of ran its course yeah not right. not that i don't want to see otis on tv not that i don't want to see maxine but it's like what else could we do you know I mean, god thank i <laughs> if vince was running the shows like he used to be then certainly for halloween edition Otis would have been either dressed like a pumpkin or he would have ate a pumpkin or a pumpkin would have been smashed over his head or he would have done the caterpillar into a pumpkin. So, I mean, like Otis has talent, Maxine has talent, but Gable also has talent. Gable has the most long-term sustainable talent and I, he, 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 yes. he deserves, he can still be associated with them, but deserves a singles run. Yep. Agreed. Uh, 
Well, speaking of Halloween, we got uh, some trick or treating by the Judgment Day, or ju by the Judgment New Day, I should say. Uh, and uh, they just have their quick moment. It was fun. Uh, but basically, Judgment Day is upset that all of, or Damien Priest is upset that all of them weren't at ringside to stop Ricochet. Priest says that he may cash in, and he's upset Rhea booked him in a match. Rhea says Priest is the punishment of the group, so it's his job uh, to deal with the punishment of things. Seth Rollins then takes on McDonough of the group. We get a pre-recorded promo from Drew about winning the title during the pandemic. Seth Rollins comes out and cuts a promo on McIntyre and his as he, you know, pity party, as he calls it. Uh, McDonough attacks Rollins from behind. They have a long match with Rollins getting the win, and he stares down priests afterward. A uh, lot of stuff here for Judgment Day developing. Justin... Um, but is it just me or does it feel like Priest is starting to get on the nerves of a lot of people in Judgment Day? <laughs> yeah, it would seem that way. And again, and again there, there could be resentment that he has that briefcase, which is a license. You know, you know, it's one thing if you're you know, he has a briefcase, he has a license, license to steal to become a world champion here soon. So, yeah, that, that's there. That's interesting. Like I said, that they've really been planting that seed all night long or not planting it, but, but watering that seed all night long. Mm -hmm. Uh, the Drew vignette, uh, I thought that was a great, you know. He obviously won this title in front of nobody, in front, and so they have him now in an empty performance center arena. I thought, I thought that was a great touch, and uh, but then Seth's promo a boo freaking who we had people in 2020 who like didn't see their loved ones again, didn't have a paycheck coming for a while, didn't have like whatever. It, it was Seth managed in his promo to like make me despise Drew more than Drew has. I'm like, yeah, Drew, 2020 sucked for me too. Like, what are you, what are you bitching about? So, uh, it was weird what they accomplished out of this. Uh, again, I have no intention of seeing Drew become the new champion. Uh, again, if anything, if there's gonna be a new champion, it's gonna be Senor Money in the Bank. But uh, I thought they did their best with all this. This was, uh, I, I will say this though, and this might be controversial, this might be. Uh oh, I'm over it. I'm done with the Seth Rollins sing my song. I'm done with it. Mm. I've heard it enough. Mm -hmm. I've heard that song on repeat enough. Let's move on. Yeah, I do. I gotta say, I I loved Seth Rollins' promo. I thought it was like to your point, the fact that he made me not like Drew McIntyre for having his dream shattered. Like what? A, I I don't know how that was beautiful. But I do think, and I love Seth Rollins. He's one of my favorites. The sing my song thing is starting to feel a little bit like a how do I milk a 30 seconds more out of this segment? Right. Um, be, the, the way it's used, like, you know what I mean? It feels like a little bit like, mm. ah, I'll just say that. And then they'll sing and that'll fill in the gaps. Uh, mm. Jimmy, I definitely want your thoughts on all of that. I also want to get your thoughts on JD McDonough because I feel like he's obviously the punching bag of the group, not a, a role that I think a lot of people love to be in, but he's kind of sneakily putting together a lot of great matches that aren't just great, like as a wrestling fan matches, but really doing a great job of what they're supposed to do as well. If that makes sense. No, it makes absolute sense. It's kind of like uh, we talk about groups who have a little bit of issues going on. He's like the Chad Gable of that group mm -hmm. is, is a guy with great talent you can see a lot of potential there and a, a, a wonderful singles run potentially in his future, but he's being used in this role right now to help tell a different story. Mm -hmm. it, it, he's a big part of the story being told, but he is not the, the principal player, so to speak. 
Mm-hmm. He's, he's, he's almost like the facilitator to help get to the next stage in the story. Uh, and, and he's doing it wonderfully. Let's put it one, let's put it that way. And he's, he's performing in the ring. He's doing his job. Well, he's, he, he looked really good against Seth. I thought that was. Yeah. 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 The, the thing I noticed the most uh, about JD McDonald tonight was what, from a visual standpoint, mm-hmm. you know, me with the airport test and all that stuff, what he lacks in size, he overcompensates for in his facial expressions. Yes. Mm-hmm. He, when, it, when, when his hair is not covering his face, when you can see his face, he's got some menacing bad guy. You know, I'm 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 here to hurt you, kind of facial expression. So I I will say he's not the biggest guy in the ring, but he he's making up for that with with you know, and in WWE it's all about the money right. maker. And and to get back to what you were talking about earlier with the the Drew situation and Seth's mm-hmm. comments about Drew again, realism sells when people, you know what I mean? They they felt it exactly what <laughs> what Drew what Drew was saying. They say that's right. You know, he thinks he had a bad because he he won the the championship in front of no one. That's that's a terrible thing. It, yes, yeah. in the wrestling world, obviously you want to do it in front of a big audience at WrestleMania. But at the same time, like Drew gave real life situations where people are like and like boo freaking who, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And people bought in. I did. <laughs> yeah, it was fantastic. I will say someone posted a clip of Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens from that WrestleMania, and it was like. It gave me like chills, like seeing the empty arena because it was like before they even had the Thunderdome. You know, it was just like right. dead silence. I was like, "Oh my god, I can't! I couldn't even watch the full clip." I was like, "Ah, this is too hard." Mm-hmm. Um, we have Candice LeRae facing Zia Lee. Uh, we get a video package about Zia Lee, and then commentary seemed very focused on making sure that we knew how great Zia Lee is. Zia Lee knocks out Candice LeRae essentially in this one pretty quick after a pretty dominant win. And then gets in Becky Lynch's face uh, after Becky Lynch cuts a promo, saying that she wants to she wants to fight Becky Lynch. Also, Justin, they made it very clear that they want us to believe Zia Lee is absolutely dangerous. Do you believe Zia Lee is absolutely dangerous? I do. I was a big fan of Zia Lee in the I guess it would have been the old NXT Black and Yellow when they were doing the, the, the they had a lot of backstory with her and there was the other part i don't even know i can't remember the names so, is um t and shaw th- th- thank you exactly yeah. the bat it made you know that she was this warrior and come and had a little bit of a, a mythical kind of supernatural like i'm a big fan of her um you know she's she's god she's in incredible shape i mean so mm-hmm. she looks dangerous she looks like you know a, a fighter um I, again, I like her facial expressions. I I, I believe in her, so I, I like the uh, decision to do a finish like this where she knocks Candace out. And I thought everybody kind of played the roles well. You know, the ref and the trainer they they kind of kept an awkwardness to it. They didn't they didn't rush right to oh we're calling it's TK. They tried to see if Candace can keep going, but she couldn't keep going, and then she kind of cowered to the corner. And then even as they called the match, little thing that that as Jimmy would say, they waited an extra few beats. Until they even played Zaylee's music, they really kind of sold the whole thing. That made that they sold it as this is real, and that Zaylee knocked the shit out of Candace. And oh, somebody get the music! Somebody get the music! Mm-hmm. So I thought it was well done, and I think she. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of Zaylee. I don't know if she's you know going to be beating Becky Lynch in the next few weeks or anything like that, but I think in, in terms of trying to build up 
fresh competition in the women's division, uh, Zia Lee has my vote. And I, and I tweeted this at the same point just because they also, Michael Cole noted this, and, I, and I, I, I've heard this before, but just him saying it made me remember it. You know, Zia Lee is the first Chinese woman to ever perform in a WWE ring. And then you, start, and then you look at the entire uh, roster of Raw, SmackDown, and even NXT, it is insane how well represented the number of countries around the world are with this roster when you compare to just 15 years ago you know in 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 like you know in like 2007 2008 you know you had Seamus and you had Drew you had the Irishman (laughs) you had the Scottishman you really didn't and Wade Barrett I guess was just coming off the pike too for you know the Englishman (laughs) but beyond that it really you know it really wasn't you know they thought it was a they thought that we were breaking down barriers and we were having the next Ray Mysterio when we brought in Sin Cara and we had two or three different people eventually play him. Um, the, 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 the depth that they have, the diversity, is actually pretty amazing. I uh, just wanted to point that out if you look at the roster of uh, talent. Right. Well, that's one of the things that's great about uh, Michael Cole mentioning that. And to your point, you almost forget just how diverse it is now because they have so many people that... I love that we live in a... We have a world now in WWE where people aren't their whole thing isn't just where they're from you know i mean we call drew mcintyre we talk about him being scottish but he's not like that's not all he is or like seamus that's not all he is or uh even a lot of these other people like uh shinsuke he obviously speaks japanese but it's not like he's not like wearing a japanese flag as he walks out or anything like that you know what i mean uh yeah they had like, Lord Tensai, and I yeah. love him. Matt Bloom is one of my favorite people I've ever met in the rest of the business. They had Matt Bloom, who's, <laughs> who's, who's from Boston, who right. went to college here in Pittsburgh. And yes, I know that he had great success over Japan, but we're going to turn him into a Japanese warrior. Like, right. <laughs> just when you look, when you think about it, you know, and then, and then prior to that, we had one of the great Samoans. Yeah. <laughs> Let's make him a sumo wrestler. Right, he's right. Yokozuna. Yeah. You know, it just we now more, on a more authentic basis have uh, the, the world being represented. Speaking yeah. speaking of authentic and getting back to that finish, normally I would think, oh, we're doing the 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 referee stoppage thing again because it, it had been done recently. But the one everybody in this played their part perfectly, like you said, Justin. But Candice sold it like. It was legit, and that really had people wondering, oh, and, and, and like you said, the little things, the little delay with the music, everything. They did an, the entire job. Everybody played their part perfectly in this one. They took their time, and and like I said, hats off to Candice for making people think that, hey, this looks like it was uh, uh, called on the fly, so to speak. I mean, it was done well enough that, like, I know I was trying to look for, like, okay, how do we know this, like, is okay? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. are, you know, are there things that are happening? You, you just try to look, like, for any type of tell to make sure that, okay, everyone's okay. And the fact that you're actively looking, I think, says a lot about just how good it is as opposed right. to just whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and they didn't, do the, they didn't do the obvious, you know, right. now, well, that every, now that everybody knows that that's a sign and stuff like that. Well, but and kind of spinning off of what Jimmy just said there, the one thing I will say, the only if I, if if I wanted to get really really critical, the only critique I can throw out is if you put side by side when you have a worked ref stoppage like what they did tonight with with Candice, which again all the things we said, Candice sold it well, the music being when it was kind of off kill, like they did all they did a lot of things right. 
The only thing I'll say is when they bring out the 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 medical, there is a clear difference between how the medical att- attends to a talent when it's a work versus when there is a quick oh shit scare. If so, if if if, if I could be critical about anything, it's just try to see if we can replicate that better. You know, like the, 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 the and I don't even know if I don't even know who that person was. I don't know if that was an actual part of the WWE medical mm-hmm. team, the guy in the, the the black medical polo, or if he was a an indie wrestler who was working as an extra. I don't know. That would be my. He, he came out and he's 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 touching Candice's head and move, and I'm, I'm and again I'm kind of like I'm not a, I'm not, I'm not a doctor. You know, I, <laughs> I, I, I stayed at a Holiday Inn, but I'm not a doctor. Like, do, <laughs> like should we be touching? That aggressively the person's head right. if we're if we're that, that would be my only critique is mm-hmm. try to replicate the medical approach and protocol for a real one as you would in the work one that but but that being said i still thought that they did a great job yeah. very yeah. fair very fair yeah. point though um as we move on to something that wasn't about knockouts necessarily we had a trick or street fight and it was <laughs> silly it was goofy and it was great entertainment yeah. Nikki Cross was there. Chelsea ran around with a pumpkin on her head. Uh, eventually, uh, Chelsea gets the win. Uh, Jimmy Corderas, I said on Twitter, but I think Chelsea Green and Piper Niven, they win costume of the year, and oh. they win costume of the year next year just out of pure. <laughs> like, this was incredible. I love this. I, I can't I, I can't believe You know what? You, you knew it was a great costume, especially because, you know, you'd think that Natty would be hotter that somebody would be impersonating her, her late father and, and her uncle. But at the same time, it's almost like she wanted to say, this looks too good. Yeah. You know what I mean? You almost got that feeling from Natty who's facing, you know, it, 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 tremendous. You, man, they had me. It was like, how, how do I boo these people? Yeah. <laughs> this was, uh, just, just, this is one of those segments that like, I, I feel like there's a segment of wrestling fans that are crabby at this, but this was just this was just silly, stupid fun. I don't know how you don't have a smile on your face when you're watching this. This is where the show becomes it's it's, it's entertainment. It's a buffet. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna laugh at ourselves. Even commentary. Michael Cole and Wade Barrett were just like just <laughs> cutting it up. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, look, it, it's stupid. It's ridiculous. But even the participants out there, they were they were all. It's just I I will admit it's it's not the segment you want your non-wrestling friend or your non-wrestling <laughs> spouse to walk in the room because they're gonna go, what are you watching? There's just too much time to explain it in the context of why Piper Niven has hair, f- fake hair on her cleavage <laughs> and why she has a giant goatee. Yeah. We don't have time to pull up <laughs> Jim the Emma Nineheart's Wikipedia. Who, who, sorry, sorry to cut you out, but whoever yeah. did the goatee, awesome job. Yeah, but yeah, it, it is what it is. Um, <laughs> you know, the touch of Nikki Cross being under the one pumpkin, and she's there. I mean, it, it was stupid, but again, it's it's it, this is what the entertainment is. It's not, don't judge the show just on this. They were all, I mean, you know, they're all great participants. Natty coming out there, you know, yeah, looking looking like a million bucks. You know, she just, I don't, yeah. <laughs> it was what it was. Just, that's all you can do. It was, uh, it, it I, I think it's someone out there had to make that gear that was only going to get worn one time. Cause they're not going to wear that gear again, I'm sure. Yeah. And so someone had to make all that and they'd be like, yep, this is going to get worn once and then we're yeah. done. But eBay, uh, 
Yeah. But I do think uh, I want to give a shout out. Uh, Nikki Cross also keeping a straight face that whole time and not budging at all. I don't know how she did that. Uh, and her her Roman Reigns costume was incredible. Um, we uh, head of the table. Mm. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so I will say though, Chelsea had, Chelsea had a minor botch. She pulled that pumpkin off. It was, she was supposed to go to the next. She. You guys got that? Nikki's under the middle pumpkin, right? And Chelsea went to that pumpkin and then quickly like put it back. For she kind of, kind of botched the reveal a little bit. Uh, you know, I guess again, if we're gonna get critical, but overall, yeah. My, my one of my favorite parts of the match when they were calling it and saying how uh, it used to be thumbtacks, but uh, landing on candy corn is horrible. Oh my god! And then Michael Cole, it's a corny finish. Oh my god. Oh my god. Uh, and, 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 and again, let's give an appreciation post to the to, to the poor production assistant or intern who had to carve all those damn pumpkins today. Yeah, right. Because somebody, fans overlooked this stuff. Right. Somebody yeah. had to sit and carve all these pumpkins. You know, pumpkins go bad. It's not like they had this done a month ago. They, somebody purchased two dozen pumpkins today and had to carve them into mm -hmm. the WWE symbol. Turn it upside down to make it the Miz symbol. Then all the other ones that they had, other some production assistant or poor intern sat in the arena tonight. And where were they? Greenville, South Carolina. Green, yep. Somebody sat there and carved away all afternoon. Nick D. Nick D. Hats off to you, buddy. I'm yeah. pretty sure he had a hand in it. Well, you know, we talk about AEW at the beginning, people not knowing what's going on until the last minute. I bet they didn't have a lot of time to do this either. They're probably, hey, we need like six pumpkins. And they need to be done in like. An hour. Can you get that done? Oh. Uh, you know? oh. uh, just uh, for those of us who know, who, who know, uh, seeing that many pumpkin heads was really, uh, anyways, we had, a, we had, we had a, a colleague that we used to nickname pumpkin head. Let's put it that way. <laughs> uh, but it was a good time. I, I absolutely enjoyed that. Uh, <laughs> uh, we, we do get to the, the main event first, uh, Jay and Sam, you're chatting it up and, uh, then an interview, crops up out of nowhere and jay says he's thinking about becoming a tag champ again and checking in with Rhea afterwards then we get to the main event sammy Zayn versus damian priest eventually judgment day come out priest uses the reckoning crossroads type move jay uso comes out and kicks damian priest and that gets sammy dq'd then judgment day beat up the two bad or the two good guys cody comes out he fights off priest eventually mcdonough takes the crossroads on the table twice and the good guys stand tall, and Cody cuts an amazing promo. Justin, there for this being a go home holiday show before a uh, big event where everyone's halfway across the world. There was a bunch of like incredible interviews or not interview promos capped off by this one by Sa uh, Cody at the end. As it should be, promos are what sells. That, that's the final go home. That's what sells. You, you, there's no more. The, there's no more physicality you need to be doing. This is all about talking people into the building and, and, and talking, obviously, you know, the crown jewel sold out and it's a paid show and you're talking people into watching on Peacock or purchasing Peacock if they haven't already. So yeah, this was a, a good finish. Cody's promo is great. This might've been the best Cody promo in this recent sequence of this, this, you know, storyline, this feud. Um, and again, shout out to JD McDonough taking mm -hmm. two pretty, pretty gnarly bumps on that table it did not break um yeah. so uh, yeah no it, it was strong this 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 show tonight was certainly stronger than last monday's uh maybe i attribute that to last monday it's like all right well we can't really do much more we're not going to change anything we're on the road to crown jewel but 
you know, last Monday they still had a week and a half. Now it's like, okay, we can fire our final best shots because the show's coming this Saturday. So, you know, they did that tonight. They, 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 they did a good, good, uh, they did a very solid go home effort with most of the stories I would say. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy, any thoughts on this uh, final chunk of the show? And uh, real quick, I do want to say about that, uh, that those JBD McDonough on the table again, he, he took those perfectly. Like oh. he landed flat in the middle. Looked great. I'm sure it hurt, but uh, mm. anyways, Jimmy, I, what were your thoughts on the end of this? No, this they, they did look like they hurt. And it's funny how they look like they hurt more when the table doesn't break than when it does. Yeah. You know, it, it just <laughs> feels so solid. But uh, no, I, I agree with you guys. This is, this was awesome. And again, Cody being great. On, one of the best lines that Cody threw out there, he called Damian Priest a walk behind her. Mm -hmm. That was a great line. It was like, oh my goodness, this is almost like a t-shirt waiting to happen or something like that. Uh, you know, or but um, they did a, like Justin said, they did a heck of a job with their video packages, with their storytelling, and with the promo work tonight to talk people in front of their television sets and uh, to to purchase it. If you're uh, where you have to buy it on pay per view, like here in Canada, it's on pay per view. You have to or get it on the WWE Network, whatever the case may be. That's the goal, and that's what they did tonight. They did a heck of a job of talking people into wanting to see what happens on Saturday. Yeah. So real quick, because the three of us aren't going to be on air together again until next Monday, right? Mm -hmm. So like, you look at Saturday, you look at Crown Jewel. Like, I think we've all agreed, we all love LA Knight. But LA Knight's not beating Roman Reigns in Saudi Arabia. No, probably not. Okay. Um. So. But but Triple H is going to book something to make this a note. So what is it? Does Priest cash in? Does Priest have a failed cash in? Does Does Logan Paul beat Rey Mysterio and is Logan Paul the representative of the United States of America as the U.S. champion? Um. What we have Bianca and uh, um, um, Eo. Eo is there a change there? Does Rhea drop like? So I guess I'm what I'm asking is what's the bit what's the big headline coming out of out of Crown Jewel? Well, uh, if there is a cash in attempt, wouldn't it be interesting if it was somebody from Judgment Day who costs Damian Priest that attempt at a cash in, whoever it may be against, whether it is Ooh. Seth Rollins or and then the then that escalates the can they coexist? The, the, there's no way he can coexist with somebody who costs him the Right, the, uh, right. the opportunity at the money in the bank cash, and so right. Uh, and, and is it a JD McDonough or is it someone else? Well, I would think it'd be more like a Finn Balor, somebody who's been a full time mm -hmm. member of Judgment Day, who's there you got go. some jealousy issues or something. Mm -hmm. Here's my over my here's my too many potatoes prediction <laughs> is uh, I have a feeling Drew McIntyre beats Seth Rollins, and then when Damian Priest tries to cash in, Judgment Day stops him and they replace Damian Priest with drew mcintyre and drew mcintyre says mm -hmm. the business with Rhea was if you stop damian priest from cashing in i'm gonna join judgment day Oof. oh Ooh. That, that's my uh that's my my head is spinning now i would say this to that point jack if drew i i don't i don't buy in as much of him joining judgment day but to the point of if he beats seth and is now the champion for you know one minute before mm. Priest cashes in on him successfully, off and running with more 
Drew McIntyre heel whining of, I finally won in front of a crowd, and then it was stolen away from me before I could even finish wiping the sweat off my my brow. So that would be something. So I, there's options here. That is that's a good story too, because then it's full steam ahead for Drew versus Judgment Day. That's one of the beauties of this match. There are options, and it's not as clear cut as oh, I can't see so and so winning, or I can't see so and so winning. This one here is like I can see so and so winning. I can see somebody cashing in. I can see possibly this. You know, there's there like you said, options, and that's what I'm looking forward to to see which option they do take. <laughs> so, so Rhea only ha- Rhea only has a a twenty percent chance, but does Rhea retain? I think no, because I no. think she's. I think she's got other stuff. I have no, I'm about to say everyone's gonna no, because I think Logan Paul's gonna win the title too. So I, I think Rhea retains because they're not gonna have like every title change. Unless unless uh, she retains uh thanks to the the handiwork of Nia Jax doing all the, the heavy lifting, let's so yeah. to speak, and she kind of like sneaks a win in there saying, See, I defeated all I think for all these for all these seeds and questions of, of, of oh Rhea is obviously the de facto leader she has to retain she has to keep, still be champion otherwise if she loses the title she loses a lot of stroke yeah and maybe she loses that stroke later on but I would think that would be stroke that you lose around Survivor yeah. Series or somewhere else when when it's it's a, it's a team situation so yeah and I can't yeah. imagine her chasing for the title and not being the person we're all cheering for. Cause like if Nia Jax won it and she was like, I want to get my title back, we would all be so behind Rhea Ripley. Like, how do you not cheer her for that? Well, and I think that, I think they have a, like, it's a good problem, but it, there's a problem. I think they have a problem already that like Rhea has become popular. Like no, everybody wants to, you know, nobody wants to cheer Dom, but Rhea has right. become pretty popular, mm-hmm. but yet she's still booked as a heel and she's in the heel group. So I think that's something they are going to have to address sooner than, than later, but the by Royal rumble, they're gonna have to address what do we do? We want Rhea to be our biggest babyface anti-hero female, or do we want her to? You know, they're gonna have to figure out what what they want out of her because she is kind of she's created a good problem. She's one of their top stars, I think. She in, is in the company. She is. Um, so yeah, which is great. Um, I, but that this is this is gonna be a good show. I'm ex- a lot of because even like look, I don't really think La Knight is gonna win, but they've done such a good job of me getting me to be like. But maybe you know what I mean. Like he's he's not. But like, but like, but maybe, you know what I mean. Like there's that little party. That like, but maybe, and that's the beauty of pro wrestling. Yeah, it, I I know. But it, it, like you said, I don't see LA Knight coming out of this with the title in hand. My curiosity is to see how they get past this without damaging that heat and momentum he has. Right. That's what I'm more curious about, and see how they how they move forward afterwards. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Jack, I can't believe we are an hour and nine minutes in. And you still have that damn headband. It's on. so, it's so, it's, <laughs> that thing is going to be soaked by now. It's so, it's so uncomfortable. I hate it. Um, I don't know. Now I know why Bobby Lashley doesn't wear one anymore. You're sweating uh, more than Russell Wilson being <laughs> in, the, in a scrambled drill right now. I am oh so, it is so hot. Uh, but I, who would have thought that a headband would warm you up this much? But, um, Everyone, thanks for watching. Before we go, of course, uh, Jimmy, where can we find you online? And uh, mm-hmm. overall thoughts. Biggest, what, what do you think your biggest surprise is going to be at Crown Jewel? Oh, my goodness. Trying to think of what my biggest surprise is going to be at Crown Jewel. What ends the night yeah. is going to be my biggest surprise. Because I'm trying to figure out which is considered the main event for this show. There's, you could make a case for several matches. I'm curious what the, 
with what they start with and what they end with, the two most important matches of the night. And as far as where you can find me, obviously here on Monday nights with Triple J, talking all things raw and what's going on in the world of pro wrestling. Wednesday nights with Justin and uh, NYC Demon Diva as we talk AEW Dynamite. And again, news and my ref and rants, which I do on all my social media platforms from Monday to Fridays. Again, my little critiques, not to tear down, but to tighten screws that I think need to be tightened because I want better from everybody. I want the business to grow entirely, not just one company. And uh, Justin, how about you? Where can the world follow you? What do you think? What's your biggest surprise prediction for Crown Jewel? And where can the world find all the stuff you're working on, like that Adam Copeland interview? Yeah, I mean, again, I'm watching Crown Jewel. Like, what ends it? You know, like, I, I don't think if, if Roman's just going to retain, do you end it with that? But, like, how does he beat L.A. Knight? Um, but then, you know, if you put the Seth match last, I'm, I'm, I'm watching for shenanigans. So, I, I don't know. I, I'm. It's, it, it, there's a lot of intriguing scenarios, but that, that's what you want. So, uh, good on that. Yeah, at Justin LaBar across the socials. Uh, yeah, I put out the clip earlier. Uh, the clip I put out tonight with myself and Adam Copeland. Uh, think about this. Adam Copeland made a debut at Wrestle Dream. He was hidden the entire day. He did not even show up to the building until after the show started. That's important because he never stepped foot once in an AEW ring, which the ring is different than a WWE ring. That's The WWE ring is all he'd ever been in. That's all he'd been in in 25 years. AEW, the ropes are not ropes. They're, 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 they're cables. Cable. They're yeah. cables with a leather casing. Turnbuckles are different. It's a different sizing. The apron's bigger. Uh, it, it, there, there's a different give when you bump. So he, so actually, the clip I released tonight was me saying, "What were you doing when you went out there in this ring for the first?" And he, and he says, "It's actually quite crazy." He didn't even think about it until he's out there sliding in, has to spear the source. They'd already ripped the canvas up, so he's going on bare wood. So we talk about that, and we talk about that little experience. We also have more in this interview. I said, "Hey." How did the Alter Bridge thing ever come about? How did you get that theme song? And then, oh, by the way, he takes Alter Bridge with him to AEW. He tells me how he first met Alter Bridge, how he got that deal done, and how he embarrassed the hell out of himself when he did that. That's a fun conversation. Um, we talk about a lot of good stuff. It's a really great conversation. He, he was, he was uh, again, I can't get it. He was, it's his birthday. He st his kids were home from school because it was his birthday, and he gave me uh, time. It was tremendous. So I'll release more of that as it goes on the socials, at Justin LaBar, across all the socials, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Do the deal, and I'll be back Wednesday with Jimmy and Issa. Very cool. I can't wait to see that interview. Everyone, uh, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, Arthur, Killer of Demons, uh, Jif King, Dylan Matthews with some extra spicy uh gist by the way on twitter if you uh follow them there make sure to check them out we got beer and ricky zaldivar and everyone else thank you guys so much you find me at real jack farmer across all social media to see all the fun stuff i'm working on didn't interview adam copeland but uh, you can still see the stuff i'm working on uh there and make sure to follow at wrestling inc for all the wrestling news and reviews in fact we got a review tomorrow for night two of halloween havoc you're not going to miss it. Until next time, see ya.